Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. everybody welcome back to the podcast it's me amira and this week has been amazing i'm so thankful every week to have you guys tuning in to have you sharing the show with your friends but i have to ask a favor guys you know me i'm a bit of an overachiever and since launching this podcast i really wanted to grow i want to get in front of more people i want to share this information and let these ladies shine in front of a much larger audience so The only thing I need right now from you is to please write a review. If you could write a review in iTunes, preferably, uh, if you don't have an account, borrow a friend's account, okay? Just do me that solid. Write a review about Brunch and Slay, a podcast, so that we can get in front of more and make sure that we're growing on the platform that is basically the number one platform for podcasts, which so happens to be iTunes. So I want to thank you for that right now in advance. I want to thank you for sharing. And I want to share with you that this week, We have a lady who I am just captivated by. She is so chic and regal. She has this amazing taste and she is so talented. Uh, I am joining us this week. We have Miss E. Bailey and I do not want to butcher her last name. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let her say it out loud because I don't want to be that lady. But E. Bailey is a woman who owns and who is the creative director of Mod Chic, which is a beautifully curated uh, online store and actual brick and mortar store here in Houston, but online is internationally. She is a designer. Yes, her own line is in the store as well as other designers work, but her line is impeccable. Uh, She's a mom, she's a wife and a ton more, which you're going to find out. So thank you so much for joining us, Ibeli. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Amira. Thank you for having me. Oh no, you're so welcome. So you have to say your whole name because I am so disrespectful for not even trying. (laughs) It's Abele Inouya. See? It sounds so beautiful when you say it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So thank you so much again for joining the show. I'm so happy that you could be here. I just want to start this by saying, you know, I met Abele, um, it's been a minute ago, but I immediately loved her fashion. I went into her store. A mutual friend of ours told me about her. and was like, hey, you got to meet this lady. You're going to love her fashion. You're going to love you know, everything she has to offer. And she was right. Mm-hmm. I loved it. We even had our first anniversary at her store. She was so kind to do that. Um, and her stuff is fab. I mean, every time I wear something out of my cheek, I am stopped. I am feeling like a million bucks. I'm floating around because I feel like I am wearing something. Number one, custom. It's not something you're going to see everywhere. And it just stands out. Like she makes statement fashion. And I don't mean over the top gaudy, like, oh yeah, that's a statement. I mean like chic, regal, fashionable. I want that in my life. And it looks like a million bucks and it's affordable. Like you can, you can look like you're custom made for an affordable price so I mean seriously and I'm not just saying it I mean it so thank thank you you. yeah no so much (laughs) so I have to know like were you always into fashion is that something that like was a calling on you or did you just kind of stumble into it um I think I would say it was um 
a calling. I think I came out of my mom's womb, calling, <laughs> fashion, beauty. You know, it's always a child that um, looked at myself in the mirror, tried to play with clothes. I always had a different um, view of what I wanted to wear from what my mom wanted to put me in. But then again, my mom was super, super fashionable. So she mm. was very particular about how she looked from her hair to her nails, to her skin, even the clothes she wore. So it kind of passed on to us as her kids. But, you know, I had so many detours in life and eventually I came back to fashion and it was only natural because this is what I love and I feel like I'm here for that reason. I'm here to help women feel comfortable in their own skin through beauty and fashion. So needed too. So since you brought it up, I always like for people to be able to hear a little bit of the backstory because I think that's what makes us all a community. When we hear commonalities, uh, there's someone out there now who's thinking, I've always loved fashion. I wouldn't know where to start. Right now I'm an engineer or right now I'm a mom. How do I start? So would you mind sharing with us a little bit about those detours and your background? Like, I know they hear an accent. Where are you from? I know your family's all over the globe. It's so, <laughs> so fabulous. She's such a globetrotter. So uh-huh. please share uh, a little bit, uh, you know, about your backstory and, and what those detours were. Okay. So I'm, actually, I'm Nigerian. And um, I, if you know anything about Nigerians, we are, you know, we want our kids to be either doctors, lawyers, uh, it was always like you had to have like a straight and narrow career. So fashion, at least when I was growing up, wasn't even an option, right? So I had to go to school to read mass communication. That was my first degree. And then I moved to the UK where I did corporate communications and public affairs. And all the time I was doing that, I always loved fashion. I would sketch, I would draw something for my sister, try and change up an outfit, but I never really thought about it as a career. I just thought it was something that was going to be a hobby because it was never something my parents or anyone around me encouraged, right? Right. And um, so when I moved to the UK and I moved away from the family and I just had time on my own, I would, you know, design for my friends and try and make them look pretty or change an outfit. And I was somehow, I became like the stylist. Right, I would go to the mall with them, help, help them pick their outfits. And one thing I would say was, which a lot of people don't know, was while I was going to school, my part-time job was working in a dry cleaning store. And that was really instrumental for me with learning about fabric. So that was one of the things, you know, in life you're kind of placed in different places, but you don't know why at the time. Mm-hmm. So I never knew I was going to own a, a fashion line or the beauty of fashion, anything, you know, in life. I just, it was just my part-time job. And I spent three years in that particular position. I was a dry cleaner, taking clothes, look at the fabric and kind of figure out what chemicals we use. And that kind of really trained me with knowing about fabrics. And um, when I moved to America in 2008, you know, it was like a transition for me. There was a bit of a downtime. What was I going to do with my time? And then I said, you know what? I might as well go to sewing school while I'm here. And the real reason behind that for me was I just couldn't find clothes that I liked in the stores. Like the pants were never long enough for me. The tops were 
bit of funny, just, it was just different. So I said, why not go and learn how to make your own clothes? And I said, going to sewing school. And that was pretty much it. And for me, um, I, like I said, I had a lot of detours. I've worked in oil and gas. I've worked in the pharmaceutical industry. I've worked in the shipping industry. I've worked in the hospital hospitality industry. But one common thing for me was just my love for fashion. But for me, the aha moment came when I was learning how to sew. And I started working with a custom clothier. And one thing he kept saying to me is, you're not just a seamstress, you're a designer. You need to be able to, you know, harness that skill and make clothes for other people as well. And that was, that was really the turning point for me. Wow. So he planted that seed and pushed you a little bit. I pushed you a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. He did. And just having a partner that was, you know, he also saw my gift and he was like, you know, you need to do this. Why don't you just take a leap of faith and start? And that was it. So I, opened up a studio, actually I started selling from my house. So I started designing clothes and I did my first trunk show in a clubhouse and then I opened up a studio. And then in 2016, I opened up the store. Wow, so there's levels to this. There wasn't just a jump, <laughs> hey, I wanna sign a lease. I'm, I'm gonna start off. I love that. No, I didn't no. know that. That is so cool. <laughs> so what was it like that? Take me back to that first line, that first trunk show. How's that, how's your, your eye changed or your fashion sense changed since then? It's changed a lot. So from the first trunk show, there was a lot of fear. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I had a friend who helped me put everything together. And we just, we just invited, I had just moved to Houston. So she basically invited most of our friends. And the good thing was I was able to get support from her friends. They loved the clothes. And the first time I actually did a first, the trunk show, I was, um, I was a lot younger. That was like 10 years ago. So my fashion was a little bit different as well. And uh, it was really more um, fashion forward type clothing, like really short shorts and things like that. So it was, it was different. So as I've grown, you know, the fashion, my fashion has changed and my designs have changed with me as well. It was a really uh, good learning experience because I really got to interact with people on the day of the trunk show. It kind of propelled me to want to do more because of the kind of response that I received. I didn't expect, you know, people to actually show up, but I think I had about 50 people on the day of. Wow. Wow. So now that you're in the thick of it, I see that you, you talked about fabric, which is really cool about the dry cleaner. Cause I'm sure now that's probably why your stuff, it's gorgeous, but you can like a lot of times you can wash it or you can get something out of it. It's not like these materials where you are limited to, you know, what you can do with it. And I love that about about your fashion that makes sense too so you're right. thinking about an actual woman like you're not that's what i love about female designers they actually think about the practicality of what they're creating in most cases they're not right. uh, just hey it's beautiful wear it <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and and for me really fabric is everything i think the style of a garment is great but like every other thing it can go out of style but if you have a really good fabric that fabric is going to last a long time and my fashion is really about affordable luxury so I want you to look good and feel good with clothes that are actually good mm -hmm. I don't want want you to just spend money just for 
you know, just to spend for fast fashion, but I want you to be able to keep those clothes in your wardrobe. So they're classic. You can always change them up with, you know, a scarf or a brooch or something, but I want it to last a lifetime. So when I'm creating clothes, I actually think about myself. I think about people around me, what we really want. We want clothes to be able to last and for it to transition from each season. And that's why I pay particular attention to the fabric. And I noticed that you travel a lot. Like when you when you're looking for fabric, you're you're not in Houston and some garment district. I see you overseas. Yes. How did you or what was that like that first experience? How many times, like how many seasons have you gone? Where is it that you go? Uh is it I wanna say it's Japan. Where is it? I go all over. So uh-huh. I go to <laughs> I go to um South Korea and I go to Hong Kong. I also go to China. So I travel to all those places because it gives me a very a wide variety to be able to pick from. And if you notice, most of the fabric we have in the States also come from there. So I want to be able to have that uh, variety to choose. And I also want to get it at the price point that my clients are able to afford. So that's um, key for me, why I travel. I travel quite a lot. I think I've traveled, I've been traveling to... Um, South Korea and um, Hong Kong since 2009. Wow. Yes, I've been traveling for the very first time. And just to answer your question, the very first time I went, I didn't know anybody. And I was just, I was terrified. But I took a leap of faith and I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go and see, you know, see just it was for me it wasn't really to find the fabric then it was just about trying to get an idea feel just research I was going to research and I was there for like two weeks and I met luckily for me I met the lady and we've been business partners since then see she says luckily but I say you're doing what you're supposed to do so it all lines (laughs) up that I love and I, I love that you even said taking a leap of faith and you're there by yourself this first mm-hmm. trip, you know, is, is you are really truly getting out of your comfort zone. Right. And I think a lot of times if you're listening to these episodes and you're listening to these interviews since the beginning, what you hear in every person who's walking in their truth and owning their space is getting uncomfortable and getting out of their comfort zone, doing something in spite of regardless and not asking a billion people for their opinion, just doing right. it. Right, right, right. And you say something that is very important, just getting out of your comfort zone. So if you know me personally, I'm very introverted. I'm not really a a talker. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm always afraid to put myself out there. So actually stepping out and, you know, taking this leap of faith to do fashion and having to interact with people every day to be able to um, do what I'm here for. I feel like my purpose in life, and I think I said that before, is really just to empower women through beauty and fashion. And for me, to be able to do that, I really, really have to get out of my comfort zone to do it. Love it. So (laughs) now, for those folks listening now, and I, I love having women from all walks of life and different avenues, what advice do you have for that woman who wants to, I would even say, just start a fashion line? Because there's a lot of people out there who have boutiques who mm-hmm. have a great eye for fashion and know how to curate an excellent look, but you literally are creating, sewing, like you're sketching, you're doing all of this. What advice do you have for that person who wants to truly start a fashion line? 
take a leap of faith. Um, <laughs> don't wait um, for the perfect time. There will never be a perfect time. Put one foot in front of the other. And what I mean by that is a lot of people are afraid and think, oh, I have to go to school to figure it out. First of all, you have this great idea and you have to really learn how to do it by going to school or taking courses. And that is great. But I think when you have an idea, I think the first thing to do is put a foot in front of the other. Um, you can go to school whilst you're doing what you need to do. So my thing is start sketching. Even if your sketches look crazy, as long as you understand it, that's great. Um, if you don't know how to sew, for your first sample, you can reach out to local seamstresses. They can get your sample um, made for you if you're able to explain what you need. Um, just do a lot of research. It's also important to kind of know the climate that we are in today, especially with fashion. It's really changing and people really want to know who is behind the brand. Mm -hmm. It's very important that you build yourself up first um, by wearing your fashions, let people see you and kind of identify you with your fashions. And I think if you're able to do that, people are able to see that, oh, this person is an authority in that field. I think everything else kind of goes from there. Oh, that's excellent advice. And it seems like when you say it, I would think, it makes perfect sense, but I know some that, that that's being vulnerable. And a lot right. of times when it's your baby, you don't want to just put it out there. But I love that, especially in the world of social media that we live right. in, you could parade around your whole look every single day and know that you're wearing something no one else can find. All you got to do is find the right hashtag, which obviously brings me to my next question. <laughs> what hashtag, give me a word that, that would be your hashtag for who, who you are that encompasses who you are, your brand, everything that is you. So I coined a hashtag and I think <laughs> what it say is the mod chic woman or the mod chic lifestyle. Mm. Yes. Because this brand is not just a fashion brand. It's a lifestyle brand. And that's where we're going. We're going global mm. and it's all things about beauty and fashion. So who is a mod chic woman? A mod chic woman is someone who is confident in herself, who's, um, not afraid to break barriers. She is, um, she speaks her mind and isn't afraid to do that. So we're not using, um, we're not just using clothing to express who we are, but we're using everything beauty and fashion. So mm -hmm. the clothes are just telling a story about who you are. Yes. And so my, my, my hashtag would be, uh, the magic lifestyle or the magic thing. And I'm happy to say I'm a mod chic woman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you go into, and I want you guys, if you are in Texas and everybody in Texas typically comes to Houston, I don't know too many people who haven't visited Houston, even if it's for an event, whatever, you have to stop by and you, and online as well, but you want to stop by and have that experience because when you go in, you can say the occasion and that, that item is there. You don't have right. to, whether I'm going to a, a chic picnic I can find that look. If I'm traveling and I want to look fab and comfortable, I can find that look. If I want to look super sexy because I have a brunch and slaving coming up and I want to kill it, I have that. She has that look. So right. I, I love that. And I love that it is a woman here that I can touch who isn't this uh, 
in a place where it's in a girl in an ivory tower that just exists by charging me bundles of money for her clothing and I can wear it and feel just as fabulous as if I walked out of I guess and I'm not one of those people who just feels fabulous because it came from Neiman so I hate to even use that example but your stuff could be sold there and I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised you know and so right. I want I want to say that so I love that hashtag now let's talk about you are jack of so many trades so you have candles, you have wigs, you have coconut oil. Please tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> so like I said, it's a, it's a lifestyle and it's a fashion and beauty brand. And one of the things we're doing this year is really, really expanding. So I believe that we all have so many talents and abilities and I am just going for it this year. So we're including a home line in Mochi and it's a candle. We're including the candle line. So coming out with the candle line, it's called blend and it's a signature scent for us. It's a mix of velvet rose and food and it smells amazing. So our thoughts behind it is, you know, we want you to feel fabulous while you're getting ready, while you're putting on your makeup, dressing up, and you can just put it on your dresser, um, in your closet while you're getting ready. And the essence, you know, the essences from the candle just invigorates you and gets you ready for your day. And, um, we're also doing the wig line. Um, wigs are something I've been doing for years. Uh, I just never really promoted it or talked to anyone about it, but I just keep having a lot of requests. Okay, I need you to get me a wig or make me a wig. And like I said, we're a beauty and fashion brand. And so we want you to be ready from head to toe. Okay, so I, you know I gotta smell this candle. I, I love candles. And I'm you saying that just made me wanna ask you, what is your space like? Do you have a dedicated space to your beautification process? Yes. So I'm going to tell, tell you this. <laughs> I had a, one of the garages in my house. So I have a three-car garage, and I changed one of the garage to my closet. I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I see it, please? I bet you it's so fabulous. Oh, you're so, I, I got to see it. You got to do some pictures. We might need to add that, like a story and do a story on it and have you all dressed up in it. That'll be so fun. Yeah, it, it's really, really pretty. So it's lavender and um, brown. And then I have like the chandelier coming down. And it just kind of helps me feel great and ready for the day. So I had to, you know, put that together. And for me, you know, the smells, you know, the scents that I have in there just helps me feel better, you know, to face the world every morning. I love it. I mean, see, I'm smiling this whole time because it's like you're <laughs> speaking my love language. I love to pamper myself. And when I say pamper myself, it can be doing a face mask, doing my nails, taking a bubble bath, but I love to have that space and feel really regal in it. Like I will have champagne in the tub by myself for no, no occasion. Okay. Like you okay. say, the like, you know, I love the brunch and sleigh lifestyle, like brunch and okay. sleigh life. So that's why probably why we just connect and love it. Right. We get it. The time that we have here is minute. Why not feel excellent and feel great in every aspect of it? And you're not going to feel great if you're not rocking your own skin well. So I, I agree with that foundation. Absolutely. Know. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. So what, in, what area of your life are you currently slaying? Ooh, okay. So I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's slaying every area of my life. So being a mom, being a businesswoman, um, I'm, I'm dedicated to slaying everything in 2018. So, um, 
in business. We have so many projects going on right now. We're expanding, like I said, um, and just being a mom. So one of the things I did this year and to help me slay <laughs> is I left corporate for good and I'm focusing on my business full time and it's giving me time to be a mom and a wife. Mm, it's a nice balance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm literally one of the things I've struggled with is not getting stuff done because I typically am pretty good with deadlines. Yes, you but, are. <laughs> <laughs> but what I realized is even though I was getting those deadlines, I wasn't feeling like I was doing them to the best of my ability. Like I felt a little scattered. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing is doing like literally making a conscious effort to do one thing at a time in excellence. You know, like I'm literally, that's my mantra right now is one detail and execute one detail at a time in excellence. So that's just fantastic. having that list, which I, I have to have my list, but not letting myself be distracted. When I put that list in order and I say I have to do number one, I don't do anything until number one is done. And I pay, put all my attention in that. And that on that list goes to that daughter time, that wife time, that dinner time, so that I'm not constantly thinking about, oh, I got to get to number three, four, five. Mm-hmm. If I don't get to number three, four, five that day, it's okay because I got those first done excellent. I don't have any regrets about the way I, you know, actually did them. And that was, that's huge for me because I'm a person who's like, I got to, I got to feel like I've accomplished something. I'm that person. Like, oh, I didn't get to five. I'm, I failed the world today. <laughs> I but I, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. So I love that. I mean, that's, that's a lot. And I, and I love that you say that is you, you're listening to this woman who is a powerhouse in her own right, who's creating this huge lifestyle brand but she's still making sure that she's able to be a mom and a wife. And that's important to her. And I don't say that it's, it's a discount because those are huge jobs, but doing executing right. all well and saying you slay it all. Hey, I'm clapping. If it wasn't <laughs> on this mic, I'd be clapping. Truly. I'm cheering for you. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's really important that we, um, if that is your calling, if your wife, or your mom, um, if you have one area of your life, that is lacking, it kind of shows in the other areas as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I'm very conscious of that because if I had a if I have a thriving business and my kids are um, lacking my attention or I'm not available to them, then I am unhappy and I don't think I'll be able to give my best to my business as well. So I try to um, balance it all out and. The good thing for me is support. I have a lot of support around me. I have my husband who is super supportive and I have my parents-in-law as well who are there. So, it, you know, it's a village that's oh, yeah. helping me, you know, grow. I have friends, you know, so they just, everybody is putting in time and effort to help me slay in all the areas of my life. And that's, it does take a village. Even in business, it takes a village. So that, I love that too. Now in the spirit of brunch and slay, you know, I have my questions that I'm asking every guest. And one of them is this Saturday, you can brunch with anyone in the world dead or alive. Who are you brunching with and why? Joe Biden. Oh, why? Yes. I just love his story. I think he's been through a lot in life, in his personal life, and he was able to overcome all of that and um, do great. So for me, it's just, for me, that's just amazing. And I would love to sit with him one day for him to tell me 
you know, what were those things that helped him, what propelled him through his grief to be even greater than he was prior to having all this um, grief come his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely has a story of triumph. Right, right. Um, and, and things that would have made most of us still be polarized. He right. literally is just like, you're right. And still, like, he, even recently going through tragedy. And he's out right. there still, like, how on earth? You're right. That's a that's the one who takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, right. I love that. Okay. Right. So... Now, where can people support you? You know, I want, I want you guys to definitely check out all these things. I want that candle, uh, those candles. I, I'm serious. I got to come over there and smell it. <laughs> sure. Uh, you, you know, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So tell everybody where they can find you and where they can support the Manchi brand. Right. So we are on, in Rice Village uh, in Houston and it's 6125 Kirby Drive. So it's right on Kirby and Times. If you're in Houston, stop by and check us out. We're open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. We're on Instagram as Mochi Couture and on Facebook as Mochi Online. We also have a website, www.mochicouture.com. And I definitely subscribe on her site because she does these, she is a person who knows how to work with the people who support her. She does cool pop-up events all the time. I don't know why she's being modest, but they're cool (laughs) and they're fabulous. And you pop in and you get to feel like, you know, we're supposed to feel. And I love having that in our own backyard. And I love seeing a fabulous woman of color deliver that. You just make me proud. So thank you. Thank you, Amira. And you make me super, super proud. She is amazing. You don't know how many times this woman has come through for me. So super amazing. No, I love it. And thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story and inspiring that person out there who's wanting to sew or create their own space and letting them know that there's levels to this. You don't have to go out and be a household name overnight. You work at it and then you grow and you start where you're at. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. All right, guys. So I am smiling once again because I've been filled up just by having this conversation. And I hope that you're being filled up and inspired by hearing someone who's like you, who's creating a dream and making things come true. And again, I'm going to ask if you enjoy this, if you love this tidbit of inspiration weekly, share your review on iTunes with me, please. And share us in your social media feed. Um, And and if you really love Brunch and Slay and want to continue to see me do these pop-ups, these podcasts, and all the fabulousness that we have going on, you can support Brunch and Slay by going to patreon.com and forward slash Brunch and Slay. And there's so many things that I've created to create more of a VIP experience for those folks who want to support the show on a more personal level. So if you have questions about it, shoot me an email at amira at brunchandslay.com. And thanks again for tuning in. I can't wait to chat with you next week. Until next time, it's Brunch and Slay.